Right now, we are going to turn our attention to some racing as we build towards the weekend. Gloucester Park tonight. Great day to look forward to at Belmont tomorrow. Uh, we'll bring in our next guest into the conversation to kick us off today. Racing expert for Tab Radio and the Races WA, Tim Walker is here with us this afternoon. Tim, welcome back to the show. Good afternoon to you, Matt, and all of your listeners. Great to be on the program once again. Thank you very much for taking the time. A pleasure to have you here with us. And, uh, geez, what a great day it is today. Beautiful sunshine out. Oh, it's fantastic. And I'll tell you what, it will be absolutely perfect for the Belmont track. Obviously, we've had a pretty nice back end of this week in particular, and we'll be there on a good four surface tomorrow afternoon. And given all of the rain that we've copped over winter and certainly some really heavy downpours throughout the last, three to four weeks, it is a welcome bit of a respite for the Belmont track and it'll be cherry ripe for the last, hopefully, five or six Saturday meetings that we've got there before we get back to Ascot. We are edging our way back to summer racing headquarters. We are, we are, but uh, really looking forward to a big day of racing at Belmont tomorrow. And as you heard there from Tim Walker, it is going to be a very, very nice track and a beautiful day indeed. Hey, before we do get into the latest in WA, um, can we just take a look at, at, I think it's Rose Hill coming up over the weekend. Acromanchula, uh, WA horse, will be riding. What are the chances? Yeah, absolutely. So this will be tomorrow afternoon there at Mooney Valley. So uh, they, Mooney Valley. Uh, they have got Rose Hill racing tomorrow afternoon in Sydney, and there's some very nice racing to look forward to there. But we are at the Valley, and he goes around there again in a very similar field to what we saw a couple of weeks ago. So he meets the likes of Omni Man, Sweet Ride once again. And he was very good last time out. He finished third, and on that occasion, he probably wasn't in the right part of the track. He was right up against the fence, and he probably needed to be two or three off the fence on that day, certainly in the home straight. That was where they were winning. So he did a tremendous job to stick on, and he only just went down. He was in front with about 25 metres to go, and unfortunately, they got him late in the piece. He's going to be up there on the speed tomorrow. It's been a nice day in Melbourne today. I would imagine that we're going to be looking at a good track over there as well. The rail uh, goes into the true position. I think he can win this race. I, I think he's a really nice bet as well at $4 at the moment with Tab Touch. The favourite is Omni Ran, and that's understandable because the Gay Waterhouse Adrian Bot polish that does go on to him, and he, of course, has been in really good form. So I can understand why the market has got him there as the one to beat, but I think he's going to give you a mighty sight, the West Aussie champ there, Acromantula, at Mooney Valley tomorrow afternoon. And it just looks the right race for him. And who knows, if he can win a race like this, there might be something even better around the corner over the next three or four weeks for him in Melbourne throughout the spring. And Craig Williams on board with the Damien Lane suspension. Absolutely. So, uh, Craig Williams, you lose nothing with him. He's been in really nice form. We know that he's got the association with Giga Kick, so he's starting to really fire up for the spring. Uh, you lose nothing with Craig Williams going aboard, and uh, I'm sure Damien Lane will get another opportunity on him down the track if he does continue his campaign in Melbourne. So, uh, let's hope that Craig Williams, though, can provide the winning touch tomorrow afternoon. So, that is at Mooney Valley. Now, I did mention Rose Hill. Uh, what can we look out for? At Rose Hill. Yeah, so the Sydney Spring Carnival is really starting to ramp up and there's just a couple of nice horses that may not be winning prospects tomorrow afternoon, but I I think you can follow in races seven and eight. There's a three-year-old races there. It's no surprise to see the Godolphin 
Army. The the Blue Army, as they're called, they have got a couple of uh, really nice chances in both races. Maybe not tomorrow for Tom Kitten, but he's one that I think we can watch going forward. I wouldn't be surprised if he developed into a nice spring champion stakes, maybe even Victoria Derby horse during Melbourne Cup week. And one to keep an eye on, and again, he's going to be one that gets out over a little bit more ground. Watch for him at 1,600, 1,800 metres is Cafe Millennium. Spoke to trainer John O'Shea earlier on this morning. He's looking forward to getting him out to 1,800 metres. So keep an eye on Cafe Millennium. Look for him to be just hitting the line tomorrow in race seven. That's the up-and-coming stakes. And the San Domenico stakes is the other feature race over there in Sydney tomorrow afternoon. And it's a really, really tough race to work through. So if you can find the winner of that, it's $5 the field. Really good field of three-year-olds doing battle there. And it could be very, very valuable down the track if a Colts can win this. It'd be a nice race to have on the CV when it comes to considering them as stallion prospects. Here with Tim Walker on Sports Drive today. Uh, well, tomorrow, Belmont, clear skies above. It'll be a good fall, as you heard. What are we looking out for tomorrow? Yeah, terrific day to look forward to. The feature race is the idyllic print stakes, and I can't wait to see this. It's an underweight for age conditions. So I've spoken to you in the past about a couple of these winter sprint races. We've had the Bolton stakes. We've had the Belmont Newmark as well. So they were run under handicap conditions. So now we get to wait for age. So you can look at a horse like Valor Road. He should be carrying significantly more weight than Fanta, but under the conditions of the race, he's carrying the same weight. So I think he gets in tremendously well here. And the old boy, Valor Road, got the chance to go out and have a look at him uh, in the build-up to his first up run tomorrow afternoon. He looks an absolute treat. He's got a couple of very nice trials. And I'm happy to team up with him. And, of course, it's the Parnham brothers aboard the two favourites, Valor Road and Banter. So Chris Parnham to ride Valor Road and Brad Parnham to ride Banter, who is in tremendous form. You cannot take anything away from Banter. And if he wins tomorrow, he would absolutely deserve it. But just going to go with that class factor. And it'd be great to see the eight-year-old Valor Road take out the idyllic Prince stakes there. Race number eight on the program. Okay, there you go. That's race eight, number one, Valor Road. Anything else uh, that catches your eye across the day? Yeah, just keep an eye out in race number two on the program. So I got the chance to talk to trainer Trevor Andrews earlier on today about a horse by the name of Costa Zita. We haven't seen him since all the way back in December. A couple of days before Christmas was the last time that we saw him. And on that occasion, he just jarred up, Trevor Andrews said. So they gave him a nice long break, tipped him out. We didn't see him again as a three-year-old. He comes back tomorrow as a four-year-old. I think it's a really winnable assignment first up. It's race two, number six, Costa Zita, and look for him to be one that not only tomorrow afternoon might be in the winner's circle, but I think he can win his way through the grades and get to a nice level going forward. Certainly a Saturday class and a good, solid Saturday class horse in time, I would think. Race two, number six, Costa Zita. Lastly, before I do let you go, Tim, great night of racing to come at Gloucester Park. That it certainly is. We've got a couple of features to look forward to. We've got the August Cup and we've got the Pearl Classic for the two-year-old Colts and Geldings. There are some two-year-olds that are missing out on this race because they didn't qualify through the heats last Tuesday. That would certainly, certainly measure up in this race. It just goes to show the depth that we've got in these Colts and Geldings ranks. Clearly, the barrier draw has made it very, very tough to beat Wave Rider. He's been the dominant force in the two-year-old boys' ranks so far this season. He's unbeaten. It's not going to be completely uh, a complete lay-down 
tonight, I wouldn't have thought, because 10 to the dozen has got gate speed. He can get across, so it could be a little fly in the ointment, but they are going to have to be so very good to beat Wave Rider tonight. And then the August Cup, the other feature, really interesting race. The way that it might play out in the run, I thought 10 Bingromac, the $2.30 quote with him, it's probably not a bad price because I think he can get himself right up there on the speed, if not leading here. Of course, his stablemate, Strawn Barrier, number one, Galactic Star. The intention there is to lead, but that may change because the Mustang from Barrier number seven has got gate speed and then I would imagine he would look to sit on Tenzing Bromac if that was the case, and he becomes incredibly hard to beat. So I think your two favourites in those races, I'm not getting any bravery points, but I think they're going to be very hard to beat. You might be able to get a little bit out of the multi from those two. Hey, Tim, a pleasure as always. Thank you very much for joining us and providing us with great insight and analysis. We look forward to a big weekend ahead, and uh, we hope you enjoy yours. Have a great weekend, Matt. All the best to you and your listeners. Thank you. There he goes. Tim Walker. From Tab Radio, the races WA does a fine job joining us here on a Friday on a semi-regular basis. We thank him for his time.